Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and yes, you certainly know the drill by now. I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. The Subway Series begins tomorrow night up in the Bronx. Yankees, Mets, head-to-head, two games. And if that can't get you all revved up with excitement, who can blame you? I mean, really. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to Get a load of this. And if you had looked at the schedule back at the beginning of the season and said, wow, Yanks and Mets up in the Bronx, end of July, two two big games, you know, as we're approaching the trading deadline. And I mean, this is the home stretch. You know, you got, it's New York, New York, the Mets with the highest payroll in baseball at about $350 million. The Yanks with the second highest. At a mere bag of shells at just under $280 million. The Mets, as I speak to you this very moment, are 46-53. and 53, 18 and a half games out of first place. Seven and a half out of the wild card. Then you have the Yankees. 53-47 and 47, the record. Eight and a half out of first place. Two games out of uh, the wild card. Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thought this could possibly be? But it is what it is. Your record says you are what you are. And it's not very good for either team. Now, yes, the Yankees are much better. But are they really? You know, they just swept three. The Yankees just swept three from the Kansas City Royals. The Kansas City Royals. And listen, I don't want to, I'm not certainly not going to disparage the Yankees because you have to take care of business and take care of what's on your schedule. Okay? That is always the important thing to do. But we're talking about a team, the Kansas City Royals have the second worst record in baseball. Only a half a game better than the miserable Oakland A's. The Royals are 28 and 73, okay? So, I mean, but Royals come in and the Yankees needed a quick fix. They needed something to feel good. And they got it. They got the Royals on their home turf, and they took care of three. So uh, I'm not going to poo-poo that. They took care of business. And, you know, they did get something nice happen to them. Uh, You you know, they did have something nice happen to them yesterday. Anthony Rizzo, who hadn't hit a home run since, since May 20th. It's over two months. Finally had a home run by going four for four in that Yankees win. So that was a good sign. And then there was a little bit of a, a a sign of maybe help is on the way from Aaron Judge, who's been out since early June with that bum toe. He took live 
batting practice today. I mean, yesterday. Well, I'll get more into Aaron Judge because to, to me, even if Aaron Judge does come back, what, what are we talking about? Today is July 24th. If Aaron Judge does come back, let, let's say he came back for August 1st. I'm just throwing a number out there, and I don't believe he's coming back that soon. I, I mean, for, for all the rustiness and what that, you know, that he needs to shake off, I don't think you'd see anything resembling Aaron Judge till September. And by that time, I think it'll be too late. But let me address what is. See, the the Mets, we're talking about two different teams. The, the Mets, to me, are pretty much dead. And I think these next two games, this Subway Series, might not mean a whole lot to you, me, fans. But to the respective teams, it might have a lot to do with what they're going to do moving forward. Because uh, I will tell you this, the Yankees desperately need these two games. The Yankees, you know, you know if, if the Yankees, let's, let's say the Yankees lost these two games. First of all, if they lost two games to the Mets up in the Bronx, I mean, all hell will break loose. Fans, media, the organization, they'll be sick to their stomachs. Should that happen? And it's possible. With these two teams, you never know who or what's going to show up. It's possible. But should that happen? Should the Yankees lose two games? Then maybe they say, you know what? Maybe we got to be realistic. We can't be fooled. We need to go ahead. Maybe maybe we should be sellers. Yeah, maybe start thinking about the future. Because the future for this season doesn't look very good. I mean, that could happen should they lose a couple of games. As far as the Mets go, I think the Mets are pretty much done. What they just did... They, they just finished losing two of three to the Red Sox in Boston. I mean, after taking the opener in what was a suspended game uh, from Friday night, so it was the first game of a doubleheader on Saturday, won that first game 5-4, and they got three-time Cy Young Award winner, Max Scherzer. Now, this is when a guy like Scherzer, an ace, who's supposed to be an ace. As I said, the three-time Cy Young Award winner. This is when he has to come up big. What's he do? He gives up four home runs. Four home runs and what would subsequently end up being an 8-6 loss to the Red Sox. Four home runs. He's given up 22 home runs this season. 22. I believe that leads the league. All right? And then they go ahead and lose last night as well. So they lose two out of three to the Red Sox. I mean, 
they have zero momentum going up into the Bronx. They look like a team lost in space. There's no oomph. There's no energy. There's no nothing. And underachieving, underperforming, disheartened team. That's what they look like against the Red Sox. Now, the Yankees, this is why this these two games are so crucial against the Mets for the Yankees. Because they play two against the Mets. And then I firmly believe after the two with the Mets, the next 10 games will ultimately decide the fate of the Yankees. Because after the Mets, the Yankees go in to Baltimore to play the first place very much for real Orioles. Then they're home for three against Tampa Bay. Then they're following that, they're home for four against the Houston Astros. Those these next those ten plus the two at the Mets, those twelve games could very much decide what happens in 2023 for the New York Yankees. And, and I'll tell you something. The uh, the first game of that Tampa series is on July 31st. So you got, let's see, you got two at the Mets, three Baltimore is five, and that one Tampa game is six. I mean, that... That could all very well, those games could all very well decide what happens at the trading deadline because the trading deadline is, uh, I believe it's six o'clock Eastern time on uh, August 1st. But you you look at, at these teams and you say, well, how, how do you get excited? Again, I'm not knocking the Yankees for taking three from the Royals. But it's the Kansas City Royals. They're not bad. They're awful. You know, we're seeing... It's, like I said, it was great to see Rizzo. And and, and if anybody needed a double dose of shots of adrenaline, it was Anthony Rizzo. And maybe because he can feel good, not just with the home run, but, you know, he went four for four um, yesterday. Maybe he can feel good and, and people can rally around that. I don't know. Personally, I doubt it. I I just think this team just doesn't have the juice to give it to you every day to give you sustained excellence. I just don't see it. Other than when Garrett Cole is on a mound, I'm not confident in anybody. Bullpen has been suspect, and the rest of the starters have been pretty much the same way. You never know what you're going to get. The only guy on this team from the Yankees that I know what I'm going to get is Garrett Cole. Day in and day out. Now, from a Mets standpoint, who the heck knows? 
And, you know, what ha- what happens if the Mets take two? What happens if the Mets take two from the Yankees? Are they going to all of a sudden think, well, here we go. We're going to get on a roll or we're all of a sudden going to be a good baseball team because we're still technically in it at seven and a half games out of the wild card? It's very easy to be fooled here. You know, that carrot, you know, is held in front of you. Well, we can get into the postseason. So this could be interesting. I just don't see it. You know, this Subway Series ain't like no Subway Series that I can remember. When both these teams, with high expectations, have failed miserably. And, and you know, the failure of, of the Yankees does not approach the failure of the Mets. And in fairness to the Yankees, they've lost if not the most dynamic hitter, he's right there in the discussion with him and Otani, Aaron Judge. Tremendous talent, team leader, in the locker room and on the field. But you know what? When you're not leading on the field... It's kind of hard to lead in the locker room. So, so they misjudge tremendously. And I just don't see, you know, I, I just don't see him being able to come back and have such a profound effect, meaning in a huge improvement on his team. I just don't see it. In, in fairness to him, guy's been out for a long time. He's got a rehab. And then when you get through with the rehab, then you got to play. And you're not going to just walk in and be the Sultan of SWAT, the same guy who had 62 bombs last year. It doesn't work that way. So this Subway Series, like I said, you might not care, might not get excited, and nobody can blame you. But these two games could have a whole lot to do with what each one of those teams, the Mets and Yankees, do moving forward and into the trading deadline. All right. From the diamond, let's go on to the gridiron and talk some football. Giants players report to training camp tomorrow. Tomorrow. Giants will hold their first workout, training camp workout, on Wednesday. Look forward to that. I will be there bright and early, along with a whole lot of other people. And it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm, I've been giggling for the last couple of days because any and everybody is advising the Giants and, and Brian Dable, head, last year's head coach, Last year's coach of the year, they're advising him how he should handle and, and what he should say regarding Saquon Barkley holding out. I'm not going to advise him what to say because he's the head coach and I believe he knows what to say. If Listen, folks, I have been through this 
not just in football, with so many athletes in the past, and, and everybody gets excited. Everybody's, you, you, you know, they're spilkers. They're on butterflies. They don't know what to do. Listen, I can remember 1990, the season the Giants won their second Super Bowl with Bill Parcells at the helm. Lawrence Taylor was in a holdout. Now, there was no franchise tag. He was in a holdout, okay? And um, he ended up, I remember sitting in a hotel room near Channel 9 in the room of his agent. His agent at the time was a gentleman by the name of Joe Courage. And Lawrence ended up with not exactly what he wanted, but the $1.6 million salary was made him the highest paid defensive player at that time in the National Football League. But you know what I remember? All the rhetoric and all the nonsense and blah, 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 going back and forth. There was rumors, you know, or the Giants did looking to unload him. They might trade Lawrence Taylor to the Eagles. Or, or then there was one, uh, like it was a three-team, and maybe the Giants were going to get involved in a three-team deal with Houston. And and um, who was it? Dallas. Okay? I, I mean, come on. And he ended up being a Giant. And he ended up playing. He signed a deal, agreed to a deal, and four days later, he was in the opening day lineup against the Philadelphia Eagles. So I, while everybody wants to get nuts over these things, I'm not getting nuts over it. And I, you know how I feel about Saquon Barkley. Terrific kid. Everything about him I like. Everything about him. He conducts himself well on the field. He conducts himself well off the field. He's a perfect gentleman. He's a leader. Can't say anything negative about him. But I will say this. He's making a mistake. And the reason he's making a mistake, and I touched on this last week, he's making a mistake because he turned down. The, the Giants were going to guarantee him something like 22, depending what next year's, they were going to guarantee him something like 22, 23 million dollars. Wasn't good enough. So he wants to, he, he's, he's going to accept, he'll have to accept the franchise tag. Now, if he chooses not to, then he would may be making one of the dumbest decisions I have ever seen made by anybody in or out of sports because he would be giving up $10.1 million. That would be stupid. What would also be stupid, which would absolutely blow me away if he decided to, well, I'm going to sit out a game of the regular season because as we've said already you don't start losing money until uh you know game checks until the regular season starts and 
Once that starts, he's going to lose. Some people say it's 560,000. Some people say it's it's a little more than that. Anyway, it's between 560 and 590, whatever the heck it is. Who's going to give up that kind of check? And if he did or should he, it would be the dumbest decision I've ever heard of. I don't think that's going to happen. But you never, ever know. And and something that alarmed me, because there were reports that um, a a lot of the Saquon and and a lot of the running backs in the league, I'm not going to name them all, but a lot of the running backs in the league were, were on a Zoom call yesterday or the day before discussing their situation in the National Football League. Why has their position been undervalued? Why has has what the money that they make dropped? Well, you can look first of all when all everybody starts getting together and discussing you know, you always hear about owners in all sports being accused of collusion. And I always laugh about that. And believe me, I've always been much more of a player's guy, the you people know this, than, than an owner's guy. But owners get accused of collusion all the time. You don't think players collude? You don't think agents collude? Agents collude more than anybody. More than anybody. Because they don't give a rat's ass about nothing but making a deal for their client. But when I hear all the agents getting together, uh, excuse me, the, the, the players on a Zoom, I start to get worried because I'm starting to think, is somebody going to talk somebody else into doing something that that person doesn't want to do? Am I going to be the first guy? Am I going to be the guy that's come forward? I always say no, because my attitude is this. When people ask, and everybody's going to ask the Giants this week and, and the players, you know, uh, how do you feel about Saquon? And how do you feel about this? And, you, you know... It, Players are going to say the right thing, but understand this about players. I said it last week. I will say it today. They care about, you know whose money? Their own money. What the guy next to him makes or doesn't make, he's not going to lose sleep over. He'll lose plenty of sleep over what he makes. Or what he doesn't make. So all, all this business of well, what do you think of Saquon, eh? your, your teammate? And, you, and they're all going to say, hey, listen, he's my brother. He's a, a, a leader. We love him. Sure they do. And I'm sure they want him there. And and I'm sure when they answer like that, it's sincere. But they got to play football. Because that's where they make their money from. And none of them 
none of them are going to attack the team because the team, they're the people paying those guys. So everybody needs to calm down, as I said last week. And personally, if I was Saquon, I would think this real hard between now, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Tuesday players report, and Wednesday is the first team workout. If I'm Saquon, don't let ego and pride get in the way of common sense. Because when you do, you let it cloud your judgment. Don't let ego, pride, and anger get in the way of common sense. Because it will cloud your judgment. And I believe Saquon's judgment is clouded right now. Because the one thing that Saquon, God forbid it should happen. Let, let's say he held out for a prolonged holdout and decided, and I, I mentioned this to you last week, he decided to come into camp a week before the season starts. Well, he's a running back. And, and again, I'll say it, he's got too much pride not to come into camp in tip-top shape, but working out, in Arizona or wherever the heck he's going to work out and working out with the Giants, with the team, getting those real tough reps is not the same. And God forbid he gets injured. God forbid, God forbid Saquon gets injured and, and he didn't take the deal that the Giants were offering, then he's up the creek without a paddle, without a paddle going into next season. Then he's jeopardizing his entire future. If Saquon's smart, like I said, swallow your pride. Let your ego be put in your back pocket. Use your common sense and go play football. Because that's what you are. You're a football player. Now, somebody might say, well, Russ, you're being big with Saquon's money. No, I'm not. I'm just trying to give a little common sense to what, whenever you get into these contract squabbles, common sense always ends up taking a back seat. And a lot of times that back seat thinking leads to wrong decisions. And that, my friends, is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to be getting a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do so on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can always check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Got to thank my home here at believe.com because as I tell you each and every week, Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, got to thank you to people out there because without you to people out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. And again, want to remind all of you nice people to make sure, if you haven't done so already, to download the Yes app so you can, as well as listening to me here, you can uh, go ahead and watch me each and every week on the Yes app doing what I do best, saying to you, get a load of this on my Get a Load of This podcast. But right now, that's a wrap. Talk to you next time, folks. Have yourselves a great week. I'm Russ Salzberg saying bye-bye, so long, and farewell.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.